Hey, Discovery Church, Lauren here. In just a moment, you're going to hear a talk from our our Heart for the House series. You may be an online listener or a regular attender, but either way, your life has been impacted by this ministry. During this series, would you take some time and pray and consider partnering with us financially, maybe through a one-time gift or a monthly donation? Your investment into Discovery Church will help advance the kingdom into places that we feel God is wanting us to go. We are honored that you would partner with us. So why don't you take some time and enjoy this week's message and spend some time praying about what God would be asking you to do in this manner. Have a great day. Can we just throw that giving slide up there? I don't usually jump right into talking about giving. Um, but we want to make giving easy for uh, people that call Discovery Church home. And there's three ways that you could do it. You could jump right online, and you can actually click on the Give tab on uh, mydiscoverychurch.ca and uh, click there, and it'll walk you through it. Or you can text to give. This is my favorite. Texting to give is the bomb. It is so easy. You literally text an amount, like 25, to the number 84321, and it'll give you a link. You push on it. Discovery Church will pop up, set it up. And every time you just want to give from that point on, you just, you know, throw $40,000 to 84321. And it's like, thank you for giving uh, $40,000. But it, right away, it actually sends you back a, a response if you want to do a refund because you met, might have missed a zero. Um, so you could put the extra zero on there to $400,000. Or you can uh, give in the lobby, which we have that set up every week just outside the doors there, and we have fantastic people that will help you through that. But today there's actually an envelope sitting on your chair um, that if you want to give in that capacity, everything that you give can be tax receivable, which is amazing to live in a, in a country that actually acknowledges that it's, benefit, it's beneficial to the economy to give to charities, and the church is considered a charity, and you would get a tax receipt for any of your giving. So thank you for that. Heart for the house last week. Happy December. The snow is on the ground, and I'm reminded that my sins are, are paid for. And uh, this might be the first. I'm like, man, that's a lot of sins. You're like, I'm not sure if that's enough snow for you, Lord. Uh, but it is a great day. Happy December. It is, it is the month that we remember the birth of Jesus. It is the month that we remember um, that a Savior stepped down from heaven to start his earthly journey here on earth for an example for us, but also ultimately to pay for the sin of the world that we celebrate in Easter, but today and this month, we're going to celebrate the birth of Christ. So we are excited, and we, we welcome everybody here, your friends, your neighbors, everybody in the city, to be on this journey uh, of, of finding faith and, uh, and coming into a place that maybe we're kind of wondering what life is all about. And for the past two weeks, we've, we've heard from two individuals for Heart for the House. When Shauna Lee and I decided that to when we prayerfully considered and, and decided to plant Discovery Church almost two years ago now, uh, the first thoughts started coming into our minds. We knew that if we were to plant a church that was going to be successful, that was going to reach people for Jesus, that, were, that was going to be different, that was going to, to challenge... <laughs> Step back! <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, if, we, if we were going to be a part of a church that was going to, to reach people for Jesus, that we, needed, we knew that we needed to bring people around us 
um, and uh, people, a part of our church that would be, would be overseers and our board because we knew that we needed spiritual accountability. We needed to know what we needed uh, financial accountability, but we also knew that we needed encouragement and people to pour into our lives and, and our lives beyond just me standing on a stage. And for the last two weeks, we had two individuals share um, from their hearts a word for our house, for our church. And two weeks ago, you would have uh, caught Pastor Paul Fraser, and he calls Discovery Church home, and, and his family is here, and his, uh, sometimes his, his daughter helps with worship, and then kids, and, and Jamin's tons of times out giving high fives outside, and we just, we just love it. And uh, he brought a word that said that, that was that it's important for us to be clothed in the Holy Spirit. And the most impactful way that we're going to reach our city for Jesus is if we're, if we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to do it. And then last week, we actually heard from Pastor Brent Cantillon, who flew all the way from BC, literally just for two days, to come in and share at Discovery Church. And he, he came in, he, he, the word that he had on his heart was to talk about uh, financial uh, planning and, and, and financial security. And he challenged us that, that, our, that our spiritual uh, life will will tap out if we're not willing to give in obedience and give sacrificially. And, uh, and a part of that, that's where a part of the heart for the house, we just say, we want to challenge our people, challenge you, challenge me to say, hey, we want to step out and trust in God. As Malachi says, that uh, trust me in this and I'll open up the storehouses of heaven. Today, I have the privilege of closing off our uh, heart for the house series. If I don't have a heart for this house, um, there's something, something the matter. And Ed, who's on our usher today, Ed said a word to me. Why don't you, Ed crushes it, seriously. Uh, he's right here. He's not back there anymore. He came up to sit with his lovely, lovely wife. I shouldn't step on this one. I should go over here. Why don't you give it up for Ed? He literally, he has like the biggest smile, uh, the best handshakes. And if you're close enough, he might even give you like a hug. Um, and, and this time of year, it's like a big like bear hug and you got just gotta love it and uh we're just so blessed that we have so many people but he said this morning as we were up in dream team central he said lauren it's it's a uh, you get you get to share the word today i'm like yes i do get to where it's coming at times like it was, it was something like that it was um and totally lost train of thought but it was it what, what we do on a Sunday is that we get to do it. We don't just, we don't have to do it. It's not, this is not a task, even though it takes anywhere from 15 to 20 hours to, to plan a message throughout a week. Um, it's, it's not that I, I got to do it, it's that I get to do it. And bringing the word of God is a privilege. And uh, to, be able, to be even in all my failures and all my mess ups and to, to still be able to stand up here and to speak something that's truth. Uh, so that, today, I'd love to bring a word today, uh, to us that's from my heart for our house, would you pray? God, we just thank you so much for our Discovery Church. We thank you for individuals that are, that are uh, sacrificing some time to be here today. God, would you move in, in my lips and my heart and our hearts to hear what you would want to tell us this morning in your name. Amen. We launched Discovery Church September 29, 2017, 14 months ago, if you could believe it. Insane. This is like the 14th month anniversary. I feel like this, you know, the, I'm, I'm still in like honeymoon stage. It's like four days, six hours, 32 seconds. We've been dating. Uh, 14 months ago, we launched Discovery Church. And for, for months prior to it, Sean Lee and I had many conversations about, well, does Edmonton actually need another church? 
Because you drive in our city anywhere, within five or ten minutes, you'll probably definitely for sure pass a church. It might look like a church. It might not look like a church. It might be hip like Celebration Church on the corner of Argyle. It might have a huge steeple with a cross on it. So we ask the question, does Discovery or does Edmonton need another church? And it kept him, God kept saying back to us, well, is there anybody in Edmonton that don't know the security and peace and joy that comes with knowing him? And we're like, yes. He was like, well, Edmonton needs another church. I was like, but does Edmonton really need another church? And God was like, yes, it needs another church. Um, you know, he didn't yell at me. Well, he may have, but. When we went to launch Discovery Church, we knew that there was two ways that we felt that we can impact our city and our country. And the first way that we felt that we knew that God was calling us to start another church was not just to start another gathering where people show up, but to start a gathering that is valuable, that is impactful, that is life-changing, that this right here, one of the first things we felt that was super valuable was to create a church experience that people wanted to be at. See, I don't want, I don't want to come to church just to check off a religion box. If I, my, my time is too valuable just to live in religion. And, and, and I hope that when, when people come, when you, when you come, is that I'm not, you're not going to church, you're not going to Discovery Church out of obligation, but you're coming to Discovery Church because it adds something to your life that your week is way better when you're here than when you're not here. See, we believe that this church experience can be the greatest tool that we have to reach people for Jesus in our city. See, we didn't create church just to be, um, to be a nice little church club, to do a little Christian club where, you know, let's just come by and sing Kumbaya, even though Kumbaya is a pretty sweet song. We should do some Jackson next, this Christmas, Kumbaya, around a campfire right here. If Jackson sings it, I promise you it would be powerful, okay? <laughs> doesn't matter what he sings. Um, it's funny, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. Yesterday, I was, we, were, we were trying to do Christmas songs, and uh, Sean Lee had some Christmas music on in the background of my house, and the song by Hallelujah, which is like a classic, right, came on. And I text, I don't, I don't listen to the lyrics that often. I text Sean, uh, Jackson, I was like, hey, man, you should do Hallelujah during the Christmas season. And he texts back, he was like, really? Do you know what that song's about? And I'm like, no, it says Hallelujah. It's got to be something good. And he told me, I want, just go look at the lyrics. It's all about like, David lusting over Bathsheba and all this kind of stuff. And was like, I was like, that's why I'm the pastor, Jackson. You should go and sing that song. No. Um, but I promise you, if Jackson sung it, it would be powerful. He would turn what was, was created for bad into an, an anointed moment at Discovery Church. Okay? Throwing it down. But Andy Stanley says in one of his books, I love, I love reading Andy Stanley because he, 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 challenges, he challenges the normal church, okay? And he says, why is it the most exciting, most Im- impactful thing that ever happened in history, the most boring thing that we talk about every single week? And when we thought about planting a church and we, when we started that process, we're like, serving Jesus is fun. 
Serving Jesus is life-giving. Hearing about Jesus and coming into, to, coming into a place where, where Jesus is lifted high and we, we praise the name of Jesus, is not, is, it should not be boring. And that's why when you, when you come in here, we have lights flashing and the music's loud and people are giving high fives and the joy because we believe that, that the church experience should actually reflect the life of Jesus. And Jesus came to bring joy and he came to bring peace and he came to bring greater worth and he came to bring purpose that if we don't create an experience where that is not evident, then we're not reflecting Jesus the way that I think he wants us to reflect him. We believe that the church experience can be the greatest tool that we can use to, in, to invest in our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, our city, our barista, the person that checks us in at Save on Foods, the person that drops off our mail. It could be the best experience for someone to discover Jesus. Because I think that sometimes we're like, well, how do I witness? Or how do I tell people about Jesus? It's not that hard. Live your life and use tools that God's put in, put in your place to help people see Jesus. And guess what? We believe that church can be one of them. We believe that one of the first steps that you can, you can do in helping somebody discover faith and helping somebody even entertain the possibility that Jesus might be for them is to invite them to church. We have, this, uh, we have a vision that says we want to seek truth and find purpose. And our heart for the city is to create an experience that people would be willing, that we would be willing to grab one of these cards that you found on your seat this morning, I always remind it because these cost about three cents a piece. That if you, if I told you that it cost you three cents to change somebody's life, would you pay it? I think you would. I think you'd pay a whole lot more if that somebody is close to you. That this card that's worth three cents could literally change somebody's life for eternity. That sharing something on social media could change somebody's life for eternity. By sharing something on on Facebook or Instagram or, or liking or putting one of these on somebody's car could change somebody's life. And I was reminded again this week as I started just searching God, like, what's my heart for the house? I can talk and talk and talk. But he kept bringing me back to, why did you launch Discovery Church? Was to be a church that people could come to discover Jesus. The Oilers won last night, which was great. The Leafs won as well. Come on, it's a good Saturday. But I was reminded yesterday as I was thinking that, that sometimes when my team loses, I'm a little bit upset. But the fact is that I can show up every Sunday and know that I'm on the winning team. I can wake up every Monday and every Tuesday and every Wednesday and every Thursday and every Friday and every Saturday and know that I'm on the winning team because I have Jesus in my life. But the fact is is that there's 300,000 people in our city that don't even know that Jesus exists, don't even know they're playing on a team, and they're waiting on the other side of our invite. They're waiting on the other side of us saying, hey, you should come with me. And it's not about come and see me, but it's about coming and, and, and being surrounded with other people that says, you know what, my life's not perfect either. Actually, my life sucks sometimes, but guess what? I have Jesus, and I'm not living for this life, that I'm living for another one. 
If I had two Edmonton Oiler tickets to give out today, I don't have them, but imagine I did. And I was to give them out to you this morning. And the only requirement I had for you was that you had to bring somebody that would help build the future of hockey. And you had two really good friends. One friend that goes to about five to ten games a year, loves the Edmonton Oilers, got four McDavid jerseys, uh, might even have a Fuhr jersey and a, a Gretzky jersey all hanging on a wall, and they, he loves the Oilers. And, and, but you also have another friend that, that's never been to a hockey game before. And you remember me saying, you, you gotta, you, I'm going to give you two tickets, but you got to take someone that will help grow the future of hockey. Who would you take? Would you take your obsessed Edmonton Oilers fan, friend, or would you take the one that's never been to a hockey game? You might have more fun in the moment with the individual that can wear four jerseys. But if you're really wanting to build a future of hockey, a sport that we love, we'd probably invest the time to the person that's never been before because you know, you know that, man, if they could just if they could just smell the ice, if they could just taste the pizza, if they could just sit next to fans, and if they could just see McDavid score a goal, if they, you know that, man, I just, I, they now, they taste the, the love for a game that we're so passionate about. And that can roll over and set us up for an example of church. There's people in our city that don't even know that this exists. There's people that do, and we probably have friends. But can I, I, I love everybody here, and my, my heart was just broken this week. There's still so many people in our city that don't even know that there's a choice. And they're waiting for permission to come and taste and see that God is good. So I want to challenge us this morning that Christmas season is right around the corner. If it's not already turned around the corner, it depends if you've got Christmas lights up or yet or not. Is that this is one of the most inviting times to bring a friend to church. People would go to, to church as, as kids or they, they see something on the Hallmark Channel and there's, a, there's snow falling around a church and, and we love it. And people go in and sing Joy to the World and there's carolers and Away in a Manger and depending on what show, it might be a hallelujah. <laughs> but who are you inviting this year? Who are you going to leverage, or how are you going to leverage Discovery Church to help somebody come to church, maybe out of tradition, but leave beginning a relationship? Because I think that we have the tendency, myself included, to invite people who already know the game. We have, pe- we, 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 we have a tendency to, uh, to invite the people that, 
that already go to churches. Hey man, I heard about this great church. I started going. The worship's great. The coffee's awesome. The, the preacher wears a jean jacket. And, and you, you gotta come because it's, it's not like your church. You should come to mine. And I, I love that we're excited to invite anybody. Uh, but the reality of it is, if we're just transferring growth from one church to here, then we're not growing the kingdom. We're just transferring people around and we're not reaching anybody new. And the reality of the gospel is that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Three people agree. <laughs> you know what? We can change the world with three people. So who are you inviting in this Christmas season into the New Year's to say, hey, you should just come. You haven't been to church in 20 years. You've never been to church before. We're just, we're just imperfect people in pursuit of a God that, that, that loves us even in all of our crap. So that was the first thing that Sean Lee and I felt like we were supposed to launch a church, that, an, that the experience was worth inviting a friend to that's never been in church before. You know what's really cool? Is that we've actually started seeing people invite friends that don't go to church, and that those friends who've never been in church before go out and invite their friends that's never been in church before. Right? And we've just stood back and been like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> unchurch people are bringing unchurch people to hear about the truth of Jesus Christ. And if you're here for the very first time, can I tell you something? That we started Discovery Church for you. If you're here and you're, you're sitting by a seat that's not, a hemp, not, not full, that's empty right now, we started Discovery Church for somebody to fill that seat. The second thing that we, we decided that we wanted to start Discovery Church, we wanted to do two things to reach our city. There were so many good things that we could have been doing, but we felt that if we'd done too many things, we would never do anything well. And we felt that, that God deserved our best, so we were going to get rid of everything and, and narrow it down to two things. And the first thing was our church experience. And the second thing that, that we wanted to, to start was groups. We, we say that you have to be a Christian for yourself, but you cannot be a Christian by yourself. And the need to be in relationship is huge to, to your growth as a Christian. If I could be a little bit honest, I shared with uh, the, our dream team this morning in Huddle, and as we were praying for our, our experience this morning, that, that Sean Lee and I have actually felt November has been one of the hardest months in the last 14 months. And I don't say that for you guys to all come up, um, especially Ed. Don't come up and give me a hug after and say, hey, it's okay. Um, I'm not, I, this is just me, okay? This is just me being real. November sucked. November was a hard month for our family, life of our leadership, and that we really felt like we were not leading Discovery Church well. And instead of having a pity party on us, we said, well, why, don't, why are we feeling this way? We felt like our experience was great. Our, our worship is awesome. Our kids are crushing it. People are giving high fives when you get out of your cars. Like, we, we love that. But we, we started narrowing it down and felt like, man, we haven't invested enough of our time and our energy and our words and our actions in saying we need to be in relationship with one another. It's great to come for an hour on a Sunday 
But if that's as far as it goes, then we're just creating a spectator sport out of Christianity. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, but a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And then Proverbs 27.17 says, As iron sharpens irons, iron, so friends sharpen a friend. There's 300,000 people in our city that don't even know that Jesus exists. And we're going to grow. Discovery Church has seen consistent growth for the last 14 months. But the bigger we get, the harder it is going to be for people to feel connected. And we knew that we wanted to grow big, not just, we don't, we don't want to just be a church of 120 people. But I like a small church. But I, but I like it. I, I get it. There's, you, I can probably almost know everybody's name. But the fact is, is that if we just get caught in that motive, well, 120 is fine. There's 300,000 people living in our city that's going to hell, and we need to do something about it. There's 300,000 people in our city that, that is not living in the purpose of God in this very moment, and we got to do something about it. And we know that our church needs to grow, but as our church grows bigger in number, we also know that we need to grow smaller in connection. Jesus demonstrated when he was here on earth that he, he chose his 12, and then he has his three, and they did life together. And Shanley and I was, have been challenged this month that, that we, we've been leading a great experience and we've been leading and we love Discovery Church, but I'm not sure if Shanley and I have put enough emphasis on the importance of grabbing and leaning into relationship as needed. Have you ever seen a wolf traveling by themselves? Probably not. They travel in packs. And the reason they travel in packs is because they need each other to survive. They care for young, and, and when, when prey come, they, they surround their young, and, and they, they, they place the, the strong at different places in their pack, and, 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 and the weak that are injured in other areas, and they, they go along. And the reality of it is, is that a wolf pack is one of the most dangerous packs of animals in the world. But if a wolf is out by itself, it's, 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 it's timid, and it, and it retracts and runs away. But the, the thing is, is that if we're a church that are just individuals out doing life on our own, that we're going to be timid. But all of a sudden, you get in a pack of people, we're a force to, be, to, to, to not be reckoned with. We're a force that can take on something. When somebody's weak, we surround them. When somebody, when somebody is, is strong, we celebrate with them. And, but the fact is, is that we, Charlene and I, really felt that we have, we have an amazing church, but a lot of us are just off doing life on our own. And there were a few days where we literally hung our, hung our heads and been like, God, I don't sure what to do. And we just started praying, God, how can we help? How can we lead our church better to say, man, groups are important. Relationships important. Who do you call when your son gets in an accident he's in the ICU? My uncle, this, this Monday, overdosed. And uh, for the last four days, he's been induced to coma in, in a hospital in Toronto. 
And I love everybody here, but I was like, man, who do I call? Who do I call when life just sucks? And it was just kind of like this wave. I don't think God was using a tragic to teach me a lesson, but he never takes an opportunity not to teach. Saying, Lauren, you have people in your life. You've set up overseers and you've set up people in your life that you could call. But what about the individual that gave their life to Christ last week? Who would they call? So in this Christmas season, we want you to be confident to invite somebody because a three-cent piece of paper or a like or a share on social media, something shared on your story can change somebody's life. But as well in this Christmas season, we started this, we're going to start something that we hope, that we believe is going to create an avenue to meaningful relationships. You might love Discovery Church today, but I promise you, if you don't get connected, if we don't get connected in meaningful relationships, no matter how good the worship is, no matter how good the coffee is, there's going to come a time where you're like, man, I just don't connect. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm at home. I don't feel anything. But the reality of it is, is that we need to lean into relationship. As iron sharpens iron, as three strands are stronger than one, we're stronger in packs. And, and Sean Lee and I thought of this idea. We ran it by a couple of people, and they're like, I think that, would, that, that might help break down some of the, the barriers. And so we've actually launched what we call pack parties. It's told, you'll be like, come to a pack party. What's a pack party? Well, there's, there's these wolves, and there's a, no. Uh, it's just the fact is, is that we're stronger when we're in packs. We're stronger when we know that we can lean on somebody. We're stronger when, when we know that people are holding us up and when we're holding other people up. One of the strongest times of my life is when, when I knew that other people were depending on me to, to actually be spiritually prepared. And we're, we're, going, we're, we're, we're launching these things called pack parties. And if you actually jump onto our website at mydiscoverychurch.ca and you actually go to connect and you, you scroll down, you can actually go to the thing called pack parties. And they're, they're not something that's, that's meaning to add something to your life. I encourage you that if, if it's too busy to be to a pack party or to a group, you probably need to remove something else from your life to be at it. Because if you, if you want to use Discovery Church to reach your friends, your family, your coworkers, your city for Jesus, it is going to happen when you're allowing them to also get into relationship with you. It goes beyond an hour on a Sunday. So we've launched our first pack parties in this month, in December. We have a pack party for men. We have a pack party for women. We have a pack party for families and a pack party for couples. And I think somewhere in there, that's everybody in this room. It might be, you might even associate with three of the four, maybe four of the four. We're stronger together. And my heart for discovery 
today is the same heart that I had this time last year and this time two years ago is that we need to create an opportunity that people can explore faith, but we also need to create something that goes beyond just a normal church experience, that we need to be connecting in relationships. Anj, could I call you back to the keys for a moment? Oh. Bring them on. That's okay. Got to love Auntie Ange um, as Hudson is coming up. God is so funny. Thank you, Ange, for loving on our kids. Discovery Church can make a difference beyond our lives if we're willing to invest into relationships. And while we have people here from infants up to 90 years old, I don't think I've met anybody older than 90 yet here the fact is if you're here and we're still breathing that God has something for us to do and somebody's life can be changed if you're obedient if we're obedient so in this season who are you inviting Maybe you're here and you've never invested in Discovery Church from the place of, of, of being on our dream team and saying, man, this church experience is awesome, but I want to invest. I want to I give more to it. I want to invest my time. Would you join me today as we walk, start walking through next steps? It's week one at 11.15 upstairs. Come with me and we want to get you connected to a dream team. If you're here and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus with your life, or today you're like, man, I don't, I don't think my life is, is right with Jesus. I, I, I need to get back on track. I encourage you that this day would be the day that you would make that step. Would you pray with me? God, this morning, we thank you so much for a church experience. that can change our lives, but also change the world around us. God, I pray that we would lean into relationships. God, that we would lean in to surrounding ourselves with people that care about us, that want to see us succeed, that want to see us grow in you. God, today for the, the individual that may be making that decision saying, hey, I want to start a relationship with you. God, would you just flood their lives right now? Let them know that what you did on the cross was enough for everything they've ever done and enough for everything that they'll ever do. That God, their salvation is found in Jesus Christ. In your name, amen.
Um, in just a moment, we're actually going to take up an offering. And uh, like I said, we don't typically do this. We did it last week and this week. And uh, maybe God moved on your life this week to invest in the future of Discovery Church. There's a few things that we would like to do in, in 2019 that's going to take extra time and extra money, extra prayers. And we want everybody to be a part of it. Uh, so you probably would have found an envelope on your seat if you want to do it that way, or you can go to the Giving Center after. But we haven't called uh, Patrick and Jamie. Uh, they, they said they'd be willing to do it. Patrick and Jamie uh, were one of our very first families to join the Dream Team. And uh, they have five boys, and they get up on nearly every Sunday morning. They get up every Sunday morning, whether or not they're actually here, because there's football, and there's cadets, and there's... But they actually are an amazing representation of a family that's just completely invested, that's completely inviting. Yeah, why don't you give them a hand? Thank you, Patrick and Jamie, for being willing to uh, continually invest in Discovery Church, continue to serve and give your, give, bring your family, even though they might not always be smiling and they're hard to drag out of bed. They're, some of them are teenage boys. We love you, Spencer, Ben, Zephin, Jake, Cooper. We, we, love, we love them all. I'm just like, I'm impressing myself that I even know their name. Um, so... I'm going to ask them just to start. Don't feel bad if it passes over you. Um, and we just believe that what's given today, whether or not it's through text or through um, the giving station, that God's going to bless it and multiply it. Because there is a generation that's waiting on the other side of our obedience. And there's ways that we want to reach people that might be different than what we've ever experienced before. So as you give today, whether or not it's a lot or a little, we believe that it's the heart that is given that will change people's lives. Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you feel God is asking you to partner with us financially to see this ministry go forward and to reach more people, the best way to do that is to go online at mydiscoverychurch.ca and find the giving tab. And there you'll find your options for giving. Have a great week.